of our second season here on Winging It. I'm Alex, as always, joined by my wonderful co-host, Andrew. Andrew, 24-7. to Totally did not see this coven. Eagles get victory over the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. How do we feel about this one, man? We are less than 24 hours removed from last night. I we're currently recording at 8 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday night. So kickoff was just getting started. Yes, sir. I know that you and I were in two different locations last night. I was within the confines of a of a residence watching on TV. However, I know that you were right in the middle of all the action. Woo. I need to know. We could hear it from TV. We could hear. I, I, I feel like from the outside perspective, Rager getting booed was the loudest that we could hear it come through but i want to know from you personally what were just the yes. moments that just caused e- eruptions so so um i went to the game with vince fellow friends of the podcast that we split the tickets up he was like Hi, vince. There, there, there's no way that i'm not going to take you to this one right um so so we ended up going and and i told him on the car ride home this was easily a top three maybe the loudest game i've ever been to at the link the other two games that were close in comparison was the playoff game where Jadavian Clowney took Carson Wentz out in like the first quarter. Um, that really knocked a lot of wind out of the sails. And then one was the game right before COVID when we played the Dallas Cowboys. I think this final score is like 17 to 9 or something. And that was electric. Um, but man, the 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 link was rocking. I mean, it was a good atmosphere, it was good weather, good company. Uh, bro, they had these cheesesteaks, great cheesesteaks. Like, let Wait, me just tell you. They had cheesesteaks in our stadium here in Philadelphia? No. So Okay, so you can usually get a, a cheesesteak at Chickies and Pete's and some of the other concession stands. But up in the club, they have one catered meal per week that you can kind of just get in line and get. And Amarok makes it for you. Aramark makes it for you. Aramark? And they had cheesesteaks this week. And, bro, they, it was phenomenal. It was it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, best part, though, you were absolutely right. The loudest moment in the entire game was undoubtedly the booze from Jalen Rieger onto the field. Uh, and then right after he would get hit, I think he ran for a whopping negative one yards on on the punt returns. Um it was it was everything you would you would expect, man. It was it was absolutely an incredible, very 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 intense environment there. I I feel like we're used to recording when we've had a little bit more time to kind of just let things marinate and listen to reactions and and read up on on whatever yeah. it might be that we want to talk about. So. You know, I'm still feeling the highs from yesterday. The city was absolutely electric today. Yes. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I just happened to notice. So I, I was looking into some of the the betting trends before yesterday, and 70% of people took Minnesota plus three. And then on on top of that, fifth, um, what is this? Uh, what's uh, I got to do math? 85% of people bet over 49 and a half. So wow. a lot of people lost money on, on 
last night's game. I was people, one of them. I was people one of expected, them. Yeah, man. I'm sure everybody, people expected it to be a lot closer. I was hearing a ton of 30, 27, 31, 27, that type of, yeah. that type of score. Yeah. So I think you and I are both, um, we're over the moon with how balanced and just what this team looks like after two weeks. It was a huge improvement from week huge. one. Um, so let's, let's get into this, man. Let's get into this game. Uh, like you said, 24 seven, give me your two up. I don't even know if there are any down at this point, yeah. but, but yeah, hit me with your two up. Let's start it off. So in the car ride home, I was telling Vince, I'm like, I wish I could just do four ups and no downs. I literally cannot think about some downs that I have on this. We have them. We're bringing them to you. This is winging it. Okay. We're, we're, we're not breaking from the script here. Um, but I think starting with, with, with two. Oh, by the way, just want to say it. Um, there were skull chants going throughout the stadium during the game and into the parking lot. People just following Vikings people with hands over their head yelling skull or or foals. Absolutely. I was going to say, I wanted to ask about that. <laughs> were people, were they yelling skull yes. or were they yelling foals, even though he's not part of the team anymore? But if it was just like a throwback chant, I thought that was hysterical. You get three people that go to games. You get the casual observer, the diehard fan, and then the person that like knows the underlying meaning behind all of it. So you had people clapping, and it was funny, but nobody really knew why. You had other people going skull, and then you had the Foles people. It's like a meme, right? You, you, you get so entrenched in a meme that it's now like a stage four meme, and you have to explain to somebody the legacy and history behind the meme so they actually understand the first thing so you had a little bit of mixed reaction meanwhile <laughs> you and i i don't think have any idea what the actual like the the normal skull actually represents yeah it's 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 some made up i i, I think i think it like derives from like a uh, Scandinavian term that a soccer team used, and it's like a, it's kind of like a, you know, cheers or a salute kind of. I don't know, man. It whatever they're doing in Minnesota. I'm gonna anyway, go with you on that. Yeah, two up, two down. Um, so two up, man. It, it's tough. It's honestly tough just to say two things. Um, I'm just gonna go with the offense for the first one. Just the Eagles' offense. Um, everybody. I mean, everybody got the chance to eat this week. It's insane. It's almost like Jalen Hurts actually tuned into the podcast and said he can't throw to the left side of the field. Bro, he was throwing balls to Pascal. He got Devonta Smith, first target of the game. I think it was first play of the game. Uh, eight, actually, Devonta Smith was our number one targeted receiver. We had multiple – I mean, everybody ate. Dallas Goddard ate. Uh, so six targets for Goddard, seven for Smith, eight for Brown, two for Watkins, Pascal, Gainwell, Sanders, Scott – Everybody was eating, and they were on all areas of the field. You know, at the end of the game, QB won 333 yards passing. That's Jalen Hurts we're talking about. Alex, did you know <laughs> that that is his fourth highest yardage in a game? It's not his career high. I, I don't doubt that, but I just – I mean, we were just so in control and in command, and – and we didn't score again in the second half, right? So three hundred and only twenty four points. It's just it's 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 mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing to me. And then, um, how many rushing yards did he have? Fifty seven rushing yards. I mean, th those stats are just like something that we would see a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes have playing at an upper level. Hopefully, he can maintain it. Um, offense just looked wonderful love seeing people like pascal quez watkins caught a touchdown there wide open just running a straight route running right past the dbs incredible 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 
And then the second uh, up I have is going to be a single individual person. That man's name is Darius Slay. Um, he was the top of everyone's mind today. The dude just absolutely balled out. Um, he should have had like four interceptions, but the, the matchup and the really anticipated matchup. Now, this is from Twitter. I don't know what's true and what's not, but Darius Slay versus uh, Justin Jefferson. Six targets, zero catches allowed, three pass breakups, and two interceptions on Justin Jefferson alone. Probably one of the best cornerback performances I've ever seen from this team. Incredible. I got to say, Alex, you made it sound so simple last week. You're like, we just got to put Slay on Jefferson. It's that simple. And I actually gave you grief because <laughs> after the, the Lions game, you're just like, this is not okay. Like, we're not going to win games if our defense is like this. We can't be giving up all these points to the Lions. And then like an hour or two later, you're like, eh, I'm not worried about the Vikings. We just have to take care of Justin Jefferson. Made it sound like it was no, like it was nothing. Just stick Slay really on him. Do we really know anything? Do we really know anything? Do we, do I, let's just be honest here. Bro. I, said, I said that we were going to lose. It was going to be a close game. The only the only thing that I can say that saved me from last week's episode is I said the keys to the game are to get up early double digit lead as early as possible. It's exactly what we did. We did not score again in the second half and our MO was was management. Slow methodical. Like that third quarter flew by. I remember looking up I'm like dude there's only one minute left in the third quarter. We've had the ball like the entire time. Just slow the game down. Yep just run the ball. Slow it down. Love that. I'm I'm obviously going to be piggybacking, uh, you know, p- piggybacking you off of uh, off of some of your points here, um, because not only did Jalen Hurts throw for 333, he did it going 20, completing 26 of 31 passes. So he he completed 84 percent of his passes, and, and I know that I said that that's the fourth most yardage he's ever thrown for in a game, but in all of those other games, he had at least 10 more attempts. Uh, you know, this was just efficiency. I felt like I was watching a game of Madden in front of me. I felt like I was controlling Jalen Hurts. You would see these little passing windows, and boom, he was decisive. They were tight. They were tight, man. They were tight windows. He was making quick decisions. He w- yep. And, you know, like, we got off to that early start. Like you said, the first drive, he goes 5 for 5. Take that in comparison to starting off last week 0 for 5. It was a complete 180. So he starts off 5 for 5 on the first drive. We go 11 plays for 82 yards. We complete a couple third downs. And then what does our defense do? Boom. Back-to-back Minnesota drives in the first quarter going three and out. Like at that point, I'm sure that place must have just been completely bumping. We saw Kirk Cousins with his hands. How much did you love seeing Kirk Cousins with his hands over the helmet? Like, I can't hear. I can't hear. I I, got to say, man, when you're in the link and you're out there and you're looking at your sideline saying what with your hands covering – we just got we just we just started getting louder. I started hitting chairs in front of me. I mean, exactly. It, it went it went nuts, man. It went nuts. Exactly. I, I was watching highlights this morning. I was like, "Yo, we were loud." <laughs> <laughs> it, it was incredible. Like you know, we, we see these other stadiums. We see Seattle. We see the twelfth man. And I always wonder. I'm like, D- does our stadium actually yes. get that loud? I know that we have a passionate yes. fan base, but I want to know if it actually feels like it's rumbling there. So I love hearing this. Uh, I need to make it. I need. I need to feel it for myself. Um, so, so my my first up here is that the Eagles in the first half they had three drives that went for over eighty yards, and then their final drive went for seventy five yards. And to kick, even just to like kick that field goal before halftime, they started. We started on our own five yard line. We 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 had. I think we had a minute and a half about to move the ball up the field. 
Jalen makes a beautiful pass to Goddard just in time to, you know, we, we, yeah. we get the clock down to three, we kick a field goal. And this crazy fact, when we played the Vikings in the playoffs in the NFC championship, literally the same exact thing happened. We went into the half leading 24 to seven and both of those halves ended with Elliot kicking a 38 yard field goal. Down time to the is yardage. A, what's that? Down to the yardage. It was the same exact yard wow. field goal. Same wow. exact yard field goal. So Wonderful. time is a flat circle, my friend. Uh, so that is my my first up. Just an, an absolutely legendary first half of football. Flawless. And then for my second up, I just loved how the defense overall, I mean, the defense played great, but we rebounded, especially against the run. Alex, do you know who led, do you know who led the Vikings in rushing yesterday? Uh... Dalvin Cook? No, Kirk Cousins, probably. Yeah, Kirk Cousins yeah. With, tw- with 20 yards rushing. Dalvin Cook rushed six times for 17 yards. That's wow. an average of 2.8. And that comes one week after we were panicking because we gave up 9.8 yards to, to, to Swift last week. So, you know, the crazy thing, too, is a lot of those runs, and I know this is your, 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 your time, man, but, um, dude. This is our time. The, the, the frequency in which we blitzed was almost perfect because when it came kirk kirkland he's he's referred to as kirkland now because he's the costco brand of quarterbacks kirkland Nichols. had had no clue what to do and and it was insane and and a lot of that run stop didn't even come off blitzing right it, it came just off of brute stoutness that our defensive line had and on the complete opposite end of the coin there we rarely got blitzed which makes me really question if minnesota was watch well then again I think we did pretty well of beating the blitz the week before because Jalen is so able to to do things with his legs we haven't even really talked about his touchdown runs which everyone at this point has has seen seen the replays and it's it's now that Jalen throws with accuracy on top of being a guy who can squat both of us and our houses on top of each other you know it's like this guy is so incredibly. <laughs> Yo, my wife was saying she was she was texting me during the game. She's like, these announcers are obsessed, obsessed with how much Jalen Hurts can squat. They keep talking about it all game. Is is that true? Oh, they, yeah, they did this. I think they showed a little montage of him in high school. I think he squatted 500 pounds and then him in college squatting 600 pounds. And then at this point, he's just squatting elephants off the street. It's it's uh he is a, he's a bull. He's an absolute bull. And it's uh it, it makes it it makes our team just scary the fact that that he's starting to hit his throws so let's get let's get to the downs which are not easy to find but i'm sure that we can find little things to critique here so i'm going to send it back to you give me your two downs if you're able to find them yeah no like i said it was tough it was tough and one of them we'll even see if it really counts um so i think the first down is turnovers always get a team back into it right um the blocked field goal huge error uh, a little bit of a questionable pay, uh, play call. Uh, was it either like late in the third, early in the fourth with the screen pass to Kenny Gainwell? It got tipped and picked off both opportunities in the red zone. Quick shout out though. Aaron Sifas, our punter, made a huge stop to prevent that blocked field goal from going to a touchdown. But in those situations, I don't know if you're like me. I'm sitting here counting on my fingers like what needs to happen. There's time, right? Okay, so they score a touchdown. Now it gets to 14. All right, now one more. It's just one possession, and all they need is a field goal. It's like you think about that, and I do feel that it it it, it kind of doesn't make sense because they didn't execute well all game. 
but we gave them the opportunity to execute and really get them back in there, right? Um, I do think the – I've been listening to a lot of WIP and and Fnatic today, and everyone's like, well, we didn't score any points in the second half and everything. It's like it's not really our MO, right? The MO was slow, methodical, get out there, right? Like to put up another 40 points, sure – but, but the goal is to win the football game. It's not to be flashy. It instantly felt different when they came out, when the Vikings ran down the field right after right after receiving the ball in the second half. And that's okay because they didn't end up scoring on that drive at all. Actually, I think that's a drive that that uh, it was uh, interception number one or two for, uh, for, for Darius Slay. So I don't actually see that as a down, but turnovers do get teams back into it. The Vikings didn't have enough turnovers to, if they would have taken advantage of it, getting it back in there, and they had great field position. And then the second one has nothing to do with Lincoln Financial Field. It has nothing to do with the Philadelphia Eagles. It has to do with the parking situation. Bro, this was insane trying to leave the stadium. Now, I've been a season ticket holder. I think I'm going on to my third or fourth year right now. I've got the MN lot down to a science. I know where to park, the easiest way to get in, the easiest way to leave. So I'm not going to go everyone through my my diagram, right? Because I don't need all 40 people that listen to this getting into my spots here. But there's a gate that usually gets opened when we leave. And they did not open the gate. And they refused to open the gate because they said that it was going to cause an accident. Which, coincidentally enough, there was a guy next to us whose pickup truck got caught on a pole and his tire was flat. And there was literally an accident going on right across the road from us. And Andrew, we were gridlocked. We were not moving for at least 35 to 45 minutes. I mean, people were outside of their car throwing footballs, drinking beers again. We were not moving. It was like, it was like five rows of traffic to let out one car at a time. And like ours would go every like 10 minutes. So Vince and I literally parked by the gate, talked to them, and people started getting rowdy and started yelling at the guy. And then he came down unlocked and we were like the first people out to get over there, but still had to wait 35 minutes to get out. They really need to figure out this parking situation because I don't know if you've ever waited for somebody for 35 to 45 minutes. It's miserable. It's miserable and you're stuck and you can't go. So that's my my second down there, the parking situation. Well, you know, I... I have a lot of feelings about this. Uh, not going to get too heavy into it, but you know, there there's this proposal that the Sixers had about creating a stadium in Center City where you could literally just get up from your seat, hit your regional rail from where you are, not have to sit in any traffic or yell at any guards. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's an option. It's it's an option. You know, you're 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 already where you need to be, and if the worst thing you need to do is wait 25 minutes for your your train to come, and you just then you don't have to worry about anything. You just, just sit back, enjoy the ride, get home. Anyway, we no need to, to get too deep into that. Um, my two, I'm sorry that you had to sit in that. It sucks. That's literally the, the most high anxiety thing that I ever deal with is traffic. And- well, well, really quickly. So for your 76ers proposal, that's fine. But Wells Fargo Center is not going anywhere. Those parking lots are still used for football games. It's not like they sit there vacant. And now that the Sixers move, it's not going to change the parking situation in Philly at all. Right. I'm, I think it's just more about like listening to somebody complain about parking and Got as, it. but that's, that was more, that's more so for the Sixers argument. It's like, Oh, I don't want to park in the city. It's like, well, you don't have to because yeah. you can just take okay. the train. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. That makes a ton of sense. I would, yeah. I would commute by train into if it was easier. Let's, if there was a direct route to Lincoln financially, instead of taking the broad street line, I would do that as well. Yeah. Uh, I got plenty of SEPTA lines near me, but 
to go to suburban station to go down abroad, it's still going to take just as long to drive. And but. let's be honest, I'm looking at the, at at an Eagles Sunday, it, a Sunday, a weekend. Eagles games are typically on the weekends. That's perfect for tailgating. Sixers games, you might get a weekend game every other week, but you got games nights of the week. We went, we went to the playoff game. Exactly, we, we oh, tried right. tailgating. It was lame. <laughs> It was like, right. The Sixers is not a very huge no. tailgate. Nothing like any, nothing. Very underwhelmed. So anyway, getting it, I'll, I'll quickly hit my, my two downs here. First, uh, I think that we all probably noticed a lot of calls on the offensive linemen. It seemed like the referees had some kind of like weird agenda or like weird vendetta. It's like, like, yeah, let's just, let's just call a bunch of plays back for these big men running too far down the field. We probably let them get away with it. 95% of the time, but today we're just gonna, we're going to be extra critical. Yeah. Of it. So clean it up. I like, I think we overall had more penalties than Minnesota did. Uh, the majority of ours were by the offensive linemen. So hopefully just get that cleaned up a little bit. Our offensive line is still dominant. It's, it's hard to talk a lot of smack on them. Um, so hopefully next week things are a little bit cleaner. And then my second down is, and this is, you know, it's minor and I'm like, I, if I'm Britton Covey, if I'm the new Eagles punt returner, I want to do everything I possibly can to not replicate Jalen Rager. And he's wearing Jalen Rager's number, and I don't understand that. Any other number, man. Any other number. Like, we don't want that juju. Please. And like, <sighs> So, Covey, don't... I, um, I, it's probably too late to change your number, but whatever just just do better just do better yeah yeah Uh, i'm talking about the parking situation as being a bad thing as a result of going to an eagles game and we us smoking and smoking them and you're talking about kobe wearing 18 this is what happens when things are going too well this is what happens when things are going too well it is there's there's it's tough to pull more dirt so all right. Well, listen, man. So, you know, my expectations were were pretty much, you know, <laughs> exceeded. I will admit, I totally called this game wrong. I thought Kirkland was going to show up. Um, amazing. And now I'm hearing a lot of talk on the radio about where the Eagles stack up in the NFC. And you shared a chart with me before this. Maybe it makes sense for you to explain it, but... Are the Eagles the the best team in the NFC right now, Andrew? Through two weeks, I don't know how you can make a better case for a team to be the NFC favorite. Super Bowl favorite, different story. Yeah. Although they are pretty high in those ranks as well. But in the NFC, I mean, let's look at who the major contenders are. The Vikings, which were one of them. And that was a statement win against a playoff team. That's like our third hardest team we play this year. There is nobody else that we play very difficult this year besides the Cowboys who look like they're they're under duress. The 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 Cardinals who just had to have a huge comeback and a fluke overtime win. Because let's call that a fluke, right? Yes, it was. And and the Colts. We, I think we were worried about the Colts. I'm not too worried about the Colts. Matt not Ryan's anymore. looking awful. And we we play we play the Packers who Dude, any any cornerback, any anyone with any bit of skill is going to be able to lock up who Allen Lazard. He wasn't even the, the Packers' number one receiver wasn't even picked up in like any of my leagues until like round twelve. Well, 
you know, we can't just go by that, you know? Like, I am always going to ah, fear... Th- my fantasy drafts are pretty solid, Andrew. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you probably got your eight-team league where everyone is just... Everyone's team, got s- not quite. superstars. No, I know. Lazard, that's it. L- Lazard is their... Alan Lazard is their Random number one wide pop. receiver. And when you look at us, you know, shut down Justin Jefferson, it's like, yes, logic would say that we are set up, we match up well against them. I know Green Bay's defense, a little bit stronger than Minnesota's, and Aaron Rodgers, better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. But to finish <laughs> yeah. my point, like I really think that, yeah, you're looking at Green Bay and you're looking at Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay does not look like Tampa Bay right now. Tom Brady is is looking frustrated. Uh, again, you know, the season's early, so there's still a lot that needs and to they happen. they always struggle against the Saints, too, always. Division matchups, and, you know, we'll ta- yeah. we'll get into that soon because we have Washington coming up and and – Division matchups are always are always scary. Always. Like, you know, Jacksonville, nobody expected them to just handle the Colts, but it's it's that's starting to become a trend as well because uh, Carson Wentz last year with the Colts ruined that game against the Jaguars. But that's nor here nor there. Um, so yeah, honestly, just looking at the NFC, I see the Packers and I see and I see maybe the Buccaneers. But outside of that, I'm not really I'm not sweating anyone. Um, even the rant like Jimmy G doesn't scare me. The Rams. They do scare me. They scare me. They, yeah. The Rams actually do scare me. They but, scare me too. But they almost lost to the Falcons, so they're just tough to judge right now. So I don't know, man. The Eagles look like the best team in the NFC through two weeks. Do yeah, you well, agree or disagree? It, it, it's hard. It's a small sample size. I, I feel like I have a slight imposter syndrome. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's something that the Cowboys constantly struggle with, where they always say that it's like their year and they're going to do well and like with the eagles man i just i have a tough time actually speaking it into existence saying that yes at week two we are like outright nfc championship which means super bowl contending teams i just to think of where we are two to three years ago and and just to rise up to here like i don't want to get ahead of ourselves i I just don't want to get ahead of ourselves and again that comes to the additions that we've been able to make thank you howie and also Jalen Hurts's matur- maturation, his mat- his his maturing as a quarterback, because exactly what we've all been talking about, if he takes the next step, if he can be more decisive, then the Eagles are going to be a very tough team to compete with, especially with their defensive personnel, especially with Gannon maybe actually starting to figure a thing or two out and, and, and coach games to our liking and seeing blitzing and pressure and all these things that we haven't had. So it looks like it feels like a completely different team. Um, I, you know, I think I I'm I can relate to you. I see some of the memes. I see you know some like people. I love the hype that Jalen Hurts is getting, and I'm totally on board. And I and I want to celebrate everything he did last night. But I just don't want people to go too overboard with it. I am like I'm not expecting this same exact performance again. And we need to be okay with a little bit of a regression Um, with there still being the hope that he can do what he did last week or yesterday consistently. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Well, I mean, let's actually look at like, there is a odds maker out there that is having Jalen hurts ranked third likely, right? It's not necessarily likely, but the, uh, the odds are the, the third 
He has the third best odds or third third lowest lowest odds. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird how that works, right? So, so for all of those, um, so you, you talk about odds and like plus or minuses. Minuses means like it's more likely to happen. Plus means it, it's it's not the best way that I think about it is actually multiplication and division. So plus you just multiply it, you move the decimal place over. So Josh Allen is plus three fifty or three and a half times your money. You put a hundred dollar bet and you'll win three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, Patrick Mahomes plus five hundred and Jalen Hurts at plus eight hundred. So the hundred dollar bet with the hundred dollar bet you can win eight hundred bucks, but he is the third most likely right now according to whatever sports book this is um, likely to win MVP this year. Wild, wild to think about that. Wild, and like you see the names that he's popped in front of. Like I, who would have ever guessed that he's ahead of Justin Herbert, that he's ahead of Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. Like he. He started, if you... I like how you skipped over Russell Wilson. I just, I saw, (laughs) I'm looking at the same list you are, and you just left out Russell Wilson. Dude. He is not cooking, bro. I don't know what he's doing. He's cooked. That's that's what's happening. Um, And it's it's so funny how they do this, because, like, yeah, I have about, uh, what, 20, 30 names here, and the only position player outside of quarterback is, uh, is Cooper Cup. I think Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup are kind of in the conversation here. But, um, but yeah, I think if you, if you, I know some people, we know some people who hopped on Jalen Hurts MVP, just threw a couple bucks on before the season started. It's like, why not? The Eagles are supposed to be good. And if a team's good, usually the quarterback's going to get recognition for it. So why not? And, uh, right now that bet is looking pretty good. I think he was, he was around plus 3000 or plus 2,500. So now being at plus 800 is for those of those. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild stuff, man, but it's. It's well-deserved. I hope he keeps it up. It's going to be hard to overcome Josh Allen, for sure. The Bills are. And and I also wanted to make mention of that, too, just with how fortunate the Eagles are to be in the NFC because they don't have the Chiefs and they don't have the Bills to deal with. So we are very lucky in that regard. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. All right. Well, now that we have some odds, you and I looked at more odds, and... uh we're swinging for it again, baby. Swinging we are. It. We are zero for four collectively. You and I are yet to hit on an underdog pick. Uh, last week, you took the Panthers against the Giants. <laughs> oh, so close. So close. I hate it. The Giants. They're such rats. There's. I hate how they're just. They're winning the ugliest game. But whatever. Um, and then I took the Chargers, which looked good for a hot second going against the Chiefs, but uh, the Chiefs ultimately came back. And won that game. Hey, so really here quick we are comment, again. man. Justin Herbert is just an absolute dog. I mean, he was down, wincing in pain, and just still throwing dot after dart. It, it was wild to see that, man. He's awesome. Honestly, if 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 Sirianni was keeping Jalen in when he was in that much pain, I actually may have a problem with it. It's great entertainment, but man, like Ah, and then also is he giving your team the best chance to win the way that Herbert was throwing that ball? Absolutely. But man, it was, it was, it was tough to watch him. It was tough to watch. Uh, anytime somebody takes like a shot to the ribs like that and I watch them play through it, it's just like, I, it's, it's just cringy. Cause I'm like, how do you take another hit to the ribs after you already have maybe some sort of cracklage going on? And that just makes me feel very queasy. I don't like it. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so Ugh. who's your swinging it pick? Can we break the? Can we break the streak? Oh my We're god! Owen to each of us, which is great because I'm happy it's not like you're like piling them up on me. No. Um, who do you got no. this week? 
It is, it's been ugly. Um, I am going to go with, and I know we just talked about Russell Wilson looking like complete garbage. So bad. But I like them at home on Sunday night. I actually just lost where I was and completely forget who, hold on. Who the heck are they playing? I just lost. We'll get back to it. I love Hold on a second. This is this is what happens when uh, you got too many tabs up. Everyone just hold tight. Here we go. Sunday night, we got the Broncos. Oh, the 49ers. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's why. That's why it was. I was not confident in my pick. Yeah, uh, they're they're a one and a half point underdog at home. The Broncos are. I don't expect Russ to suck forever. I'm kind of hoping that like he finds this old man Peyton Manning Denver Bronco energy, and I'm putting my faith in that. Give me the Broncos. How about you? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to be riding with, it seems like America's sweetheart team. The one that everyone's rooting for that one that everyone's watching on HBO right now as they finish up training camp. I'm going to go with the Detroit lions who are five, right? I don't do one and a half put underdogs. I'm doing five point underdogs traveling to Minnesota to take on Kirkland cousins and the Vikings Uh Sunday, one o'clock game. So I will not be watching it because I'm going to be, uh, Dead set on watching the Eagles, uh, the Eagles play the Commanders, which we're going to talk about here next. Now um, I do have a quick but, question. Bef- yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, not to cut you. No, off. I, I just, I just think we we saw yesterday that if you can stop the run and you can bring pressure, the Vikings are in trouble. Right? Just do not give Kirk enough time to get the ball to Justin Jefferson, and I think they can pull it off. And in the last two weeks, they've scored over thirty points. Right, they scored over thirty on the Commanders as well. Who who doesn't have the best defense in the world? But like, it's nothing to sneeze at. So, I think the I I like the fifty three. I like the over too. I like the over and I like the points. Unfortunately, the Lions don't have their boy Slay still because that they could really use him <laughs> next week against Washington. I actually think that I think it's it it that's like. I obviously don't think that that's a bad pick, but I, I, I kind of look at it from like the storyline approach. It's like, all right, Minnesota's coming back home after getting their butts whooped on national TV. And now you have the Lions who are playing their first game on the road of the year. I think the Vikings are probably looking to just like just get back to business this week and and try to show that they still are a contender. So I, I think that's going to be a very tough hill to climb for the Lions. But do the yeah. Lions have been impressive this year? So. Can't, that's why can't, they're underdog picks. They're, they're underdog they're picks. That's why they're that you know. I would say most of the time you're you're pretty good on picking the favorites. We got a lot of really good matchups this weekend. Though. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. um, and of course, there's going to be a lot of drama. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to be playing the Philadelphia Eagles. We are traveling down to DC, um, probably the worst stadium uh, out of like the NFL, all college arenas, and probably all high school. Right? Yeah, they're I mean, just the worst franchise in general. They don't have is. anything. Did, did you see that they had this team truck that was selling merchandise in the front, and they had the Washington Commanders logo on top of Washington State? <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> there was a coffee mug, and it had Washington State with like the Washington Commanders logo on it. Like They're that bad. And actually, if you go to the Detroit Lions Twitter page, they 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 trolled them and they put a coffee mug with with uh, Michigan and then with the with the Lions logo over it to make fun of them. Just like a pathetic trash franchise, awful leadership, um, and you know coming off of a, a loss to to the Lions, 
Uh, there's gonna be a lot of drama around this one. I think a, I think I think that place is gonna be rolling with a lot of green jerseys, man. What do you, what do you, what are your predictions for the game? What do you think the keys are to winning this one? Yeah, the Eagles always travel well, and the more people that we can get in that stadium, given it to Carson, the better. Uh, I feel very confident based off of, and I hate to look at how Vegas views the game, but I do feel like that is kind of a good indication of what is to be expected. So before last night's game, the Eagles were a uh, three-point favorite, and now they're a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So the line six-and-a-half out of no way. So that's like essentially like a nine-point favorite, right? If you you assume that the home home team gets three points automatically. So, you know, here we are. We're coming off of a very emotional win. Uh, People are, like I said, people are buzzing. People are, we're we're feeling our team right now. Um, I just want to, I I don't expect the same thing again. If the same thing happens again, then like I think we might have the best odds of winning the Super Bowl after next week. But I just want to see us not shoot ourselves in the foot nearly yeah. as much. I want to see, um, like I said, I expect a little bit of a regression from Jalen. He's riding a high wave right now, but I just want it just damage control. Damage control is all I'm looking. Keep running the ball. Miles Sanders is just like, again, under the radar, had like another 17 carries for 80 yards this week, you know, averaging well over four or five yards a carry. Just keep the balance, keep the pressure on offense. Like we should know what what Carson struggles with. We still have a lot of former teammates of his on the team. Brandon Graham's going to be chirping, baby. And so, um, you know, our we are a more talented team. We ha- we are better in almost every position, if not every position. So we should win, and yeah. that's all it comes down to. Yeah. I- you, you bring up a good point, and it actually reminds me a lot of what you're seeing in baseball right now with bad teams beating really good teams because the bad teams have nothing to lose. They're putting in whoever they want. They're playing as aggressive as they want. They're trying it out. They're playing loose. They're playing whatever because the wins don't matter to them. I'll tell you what. I don't want to play the New York Giants right now because they're oh, fighting with, with everything that they have. But, you know, I I could see this potentially being a trap game for us. And, man, Carson Wentz beating the Philadelphia Eagles the first time, that is, like, very, very, very deflating, right? So I think – I don't want to say must win from from a divisional standpoint, but, listen, division games are always different. Carson Wentz is certainly out for revenge. Um I, I I do think we'll win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know say what I said last week. It's like it's gonna be close and the Vikings are gonna edge us out. I think we should win. I think we should win by you know 15. Um, but you know, there is a lot riding on this as far as um mindset, as far as you know, taking the wind out of the sails and 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 really the, the stuff that doesn't show on the on the stat sheet that can be momentum killers. So uh I I, I do consider this a must-win game. My fa- one of my favorite things about this week is uh, is Jalen Hurts' quote about, you know, we still left money on the table. So even after that game last night, I, I, I forget who I was with, but somebody made a comment like he's he's acting like they just lost the game. I'm like, that is what like that's that's how you need to be. You know, it's like he recognizes that. Yeah, we won the game. We played well, but that second half was ugly. And he knows that that starts with him. And so like. Again, this all goes to, I think he's always been a natural leader, but I think um, just his attitude and the way that the guys can just rally around him. I just love, I love his attitude and I love his leadership and I love what he, 
what the offense, just everything right now is just gelling. They have a good, you can tell the locker room is just healthy and that's so well, important. He he did put out a tweet after the game saying hurts, don't it with like a winky face. So he's not totally, you know, brushing this off as, as he's too cool. Know. He's too cool for school. That guy, he just he is, is. Man. he's just now, so he, cool. He, he is, but you know, just let's just make sure you have, you know, a slice of humble pie before you start. I get it. It's it's all good. It's all good. You also just beat a quarterback that's zero and twelve against the spread in Monday night game. So, like, <laughs> but not 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 discrediting what we did whatsoever. But you know, you didn't take down the Bills on Monday night, right? Well, next week he's going against a quarterback that we have made a lot of fun of for throwing with the wrong hand and for ruining seasons and for getting us better draft picks. So last week fumbled out the back of the end zone for a safety. Like, just it's such a Carson Wentz thing to do. So, so here's my score prediction. I think it's going to be like some weird, weird score that you don't usually see in football. Like, I don't know, 18. That's like a weird football score. 18, Six field goals. Yeah. 18, Nine safeties. 18 to, to 32. 18 to 32. Eagles. Get that. 32-18. All right. So nice, nice 14-point win. All right. I like it. I'm into that. I... Uh... It's so hard for me to think that the Eagles are going to score under 30. I, I mean, they, they scored under 30 this week after scoring 24 in the first half. But I I'm, I'm, I think they're going to hit that 30 mark. So I will go with 34 to 13. Let's just – yeah. It, let, let's let it just – another another significant, you know, another another good win. Yeah, another convincing win. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm I'm excited. I think there's a lot to a lot to celebrate this week. We earned it. Um, you know, crazy to believe just sitting here again, thinking that we are like the top of the NFC. You know, Vegas has us at third most likely to to, to win the conference. And, you know, that's an easy playoff berth. And it's great to see, man. It's really great to see. What are your final thoughts on closing us out today? You can't spell winging it without win, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's um Is that a mic drop? That might be a mic drop. Like, wow, bro. You're you're spitting some uh, straight fire. You need to clip this. You have to clip that. That's so funny. That's what clip it, it like cut it out. <laughs> All right, guys. That takes us to the end of our episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks for kicking it with us. Go birds.